being black is stressful, but inner peace is real. We're creating safe space for real talk about black stress and how we manage it. We do it because we love ourselves, we do it because we love you, and we do it because we love being black. Hey, welcome to Mindfulness for the Culture. The Tootsie Roll, to the left, to the left, to the right, to the right, Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Roll, out, out, all night. Hey, get it, wow. Ooh, Dana, that's Dana, let's me. go. Right. <laughs> not, we have not done a Tootsie Roll. The Tootsie Roll has Tootsie been roll. brought out of the inventory. Sometimes you got to just, you got to put it out, though. The, the song. Okay. It I called, know, it, it called the Tootsie Roll. So called. we just talked about impromptu. Being authentic. Being authentic. Right, in the moment. In the moment was the Tootsie Roll. <laughs> in the moment was the Tootsie Roll. <laughs> that's right. a banging intro. You hear me? I love that so much. Y'all. Beautiful. Y'all, I'm Sonia Russell. Co-founder and CEO of Special Sauce. I'm King David Lee Walker Jr., co-founder and chief strategy officer of Special, 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 Special Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here today with none Ooh. other than the capital T H E. You hear me? Goat. The <laughs> goat. Yes. Danny King. Yes. Oh. And for those of you who don't know what GOAT stands for, Come on. it is the greatest of all time. We're not, we not talking about farm animals out nope, here. Nope. We're talking about the greatest <laughs> of <laughs> all time. Let's go. Ain't no sheep up in here. Hey. Come on. Mm-mm. You better say something, Dana. Run on up. Run up. Run up. Run up. Run up. Run up. And now thank you and good day. And, no. and right, 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 right. Yes. Ooh, y'all. I'm just gonna invite you all right now to put your seat, put your safety belts on. <laughs> I was gonna say seat belts, but no, you put your safety, put your safety belts on right. because y'all, today uh, this is season two of Mindfulness for the Culture, sure and we are highlighting, bringing to the world, mindful badasses who are bringing the love and the light in their own unique, special way. Yes. And today yes. we get to highlight none other than, like you said, the. Dana King. Oh. I just have to sit back a little bit. Sit oh. Just sit in there for a second. Like, I just have to sit back a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, this is David. Dana King is here. Right here. Wait, Look wait. My head is inflating. <laughs> Hold up. Stop. It's going to pop. Look, and, 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 and Riley, so, because you know what? We, we are highlighting compassion and, and just competency. Right. Like, just... you've got, you're bringing the heart and you're bringing the know-how. Right. And, and the love of black people. That's right. Let that at the center. Make the no most mistake. Of, make no mistake. <laughs> make no mistake that the love of black people yeah. is at the center of that. Oh, and it's deep. And it's, it's wide. So, y'all, yes. I'm, I'm going to get in there because credentials matter. Y'all. Yes, y'all know we're we, about credentials. And we want y'all to know who we, who we have before us. We know. We want our family and our people to know. So, Dana King is a classical figurative sculptor who creates public monuments. Catch this, y'all of black bodies in bronze. I'm gonna say that one more time. Come on, yep. Dana is creating public monuments of black bodies in bronze. Timeless, I'm just gonna leave that there. King's work explores a subversive concept in a traditional form. She rescues everyday black heroines and heroes from unjust obscurity and then ennobles their tenacity and courage through figurative sculpture a medium that is normally reserved for Eurocentric artists and their stories that Dana is bringing to us and our stories. Amen. Across countless generations, elders have communicated culture, history, and wisdom through storytelling. 
Dana continues that tradition in bronze, y'all. Come on. Resurrecting love and truth from America's buried past. Intense research shapes such memories, empowering King to create art that invites people to understand themselves and their lives in a connected and compelling way. King prefers sculptures because they inhabit space, and space is power. Yes! yes. Come on! Yes. Yes. She believes sculpture provides an opportunity to shape culturally significant memories that determine how African descendants are publicly held and remembered, past, present, and future. That's right. Equity and justice are integral to Dana King's art practice. And I'm going to add this that Sonia said. A deep, authentic, sincere love for black folks. Our story and the way that we are memorialized. Yes. Dana King, thank you. Dana King. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Oh. This is Dana King. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. They about to. (laughs) Oh, it it is a surprise to many people. Trust me. Say more about that. You know, I spent 25 years as a broadcast journalist, and people just don't want to let that go. And I'm saying, please let it go. Know that this is an extension of that work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but this is this is this is a mission that has been granted me, mm-hmm. a gift that has um, been anointed on me. Come on, and um, and I am doing my best every day to live up to that gift and that mission every day and I only I mean I only create us so that we can see us mm. That's right. so that our children can touch us Come on. that they can have that Obama moment where he leaned down and that little boy said we have the same hair yes. right yes. and I want I want those young people to look in the eyes of these sculptures and know that not only have we been here from the beginning, but we built this. God, come on. Why does this sound so familiar to me? <laughs> We've been mindful. Right. We've been here. That's right. Been here. Like, been here. That's right. So. And no one has taken our joy. Come on. Nope. 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 Not in those moments of quiet contemplation with spirit. Not in those moments of of being out in public and honoring yourself, Mm -hmm. even when those around us wanted to take our souls from Mm. us. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. We did not sell ourselves out. We are immovable. That's That's right. right. And illimitable. Come on. And the stories that need to be told speak to our our spirit of revolution. Mm. Our, our, I mean, there are so many moments in history where we stood up for ourselves, but we don't talk about that here in the United States of America. Right. And, and they're still trying to shut down the truth in this country by, by refusing to teach our American history. Hmm. You know what, if, if folks, if folks were, if our folks could survive what we've survived, then I, I'm sorry, but white people will survive hearing and being taught the truth. Y'all, safety <laughs> bills. Y'all better. We, have, we ain't asked a single question yet. <laughs> Not a single question. 
<laughs> and we are like just already, and we're here. We already, in, we already all the way I in. I tried to tell y'all, you thought man. We were playing. Uh, and let me just take Safety back that, that apology. There ain't no apology no. in that. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Okay, I'll let you. I'm sorry. I'll, Don't I'll just, you apologize I'll, for it. Thing. You hear me? You, you're bringing all of the mindful badassery. Listen, I, one of the things I just <clears throat> I was sharing with Dana before we got on was I was just sitting here thinking about my experience with her and her work. And what comes up is love and fire. Love and fire. fire. There is mm. love and all love does not always feel good. <laughs> That's there right. is love and love is love is dynamic. Love is all the things, right? Mm-hmm. Love in, in, in and of itself always feels good, but love can also be it can be it can be hard. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a verb. And you bring yes. the love and you bring that fire. With yes, truth and wisdom. Oh, my God. Well, it's, I am 61. Come on. So, you know, I mean, I wasn't always able to speak so openly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had I had velvet handcuffs. Mm. I had things I had to do. I had to raise a family, get them educated. You know, I had to feed them, sure. put a roof over their heads. Sometimes you, you do the best you can when someone else is in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, but ain't nobody in charge now oh, but God. Hey! <laughs> Can you say it one more time Let's for go. the people? Ain't nobody else in charge but God. I'm going to say amen, amen. to that. Yeah. Amen. Let's go. So, Dana, tell us, what, where did you grow up? And what were you like oh. as a kid? Oh, I was I was obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do impersonations of Louis Armstrong. And as a kid, <laughs> you know. With a get out a hanky, <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. Wipe my head off, you know. But committed. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I was, I, I was a little performer, and, um, and I suppose that, you know, my mom indulged that and allowed it. I love, and, it. Um, I love it. She didn't try to shut it down because, like, good luck. <laughs> I used to follow her around the house, read, reading stories to her, mom, how are you? you know, and just because she was a single parent, she'd come home from work, gotta make dinner, gotta, right. got laundry, gotta clean up. Um, but yeah, I would just follow her around the house with a book. Listen, I want to read you the story. So yeah, I talked a lot. I know that's surprising. I know that's surprising. <laughs> And I got and I got in trouble for it at school. Mm. Um, every report card said, you know, Dana talks too much. Dana talks inappropriately in class. Dana oh needs God. to learn to raise her hand. Oh my goodness, Dana. Yeah, but who's laughing now? Because I got paid to talk hey, for a living. That's right. That's, that's what right. I'm talking about. Right. She honed that skill. You got your ten thousand right. hours in. Right. I did early on. Early on. <laughs> Oh Lord, but so yeah, but I grew up in the Midwest. I am a product of the Midwest. Born in Ohio, um, moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana, all the garden spots, you know, Mm -hmm. Cleveland, Fort Wayne, and then, (laughs) and then Big Rapids, Michigan, Mm. uh, where I went to high school and college. And, um, and promptly a week after I graduated college, Packed my Volkswagen. I'm a, cause I'm a cliche. Packed my Volkswagen, put a sign in the window that said California or bust, Come and on, drove man. here. Yes, I heard I that. I love everything about that. <laughs> you know what, though? That sounds, it sounds like there was some intention in that. Sure. Oh, yeah, that there was. There was a whole lot of intention. Well, let me tell you the intention. So I was originally going to go to New York, but then I realized, well, I don't have a job. Uh, I don't know anybody there. Not that I know anybody in LA. 
but it's warmer in LA. <laughs> it's warm. And I have a car that I'm gonna have to park, and I can't afford to park it in New York because you gotta pay. I could park it at the beach in California, and if I don't have a job, I could shower at the beach. I mean, this is my 18, 21-year-old thinking. Yes, yes. And you know what? I mean, it was touch and go. I mean, there were, I, I moved out to Venice Beach because I'm like, I'm not driving all that way and not living at the ocean. Come on, that's right, that's right. And, uh, you know, spent all the money. I had a thousand dollars. I spent it all on first, last, and the security deposit because my rent was three seventy-five. <laughs> and uh, it's great. There were many, many days, weeks that all I had in my fridge was apples and peanut butter. That's nutritious. That's Protein. And, yeah, right there. That's boom. Right, that's right. That's right. So, um, but then when I would splurge, I would have. I would make cheese soup. Why? I don't know. I mean, I, I just, and I haven't made it in whew, a long time. So that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah, that was, that was the, that's how I got here in 1982. Wow. Before so y'all beautiful. were born. Where right? Born in 72. Oh, okay. You were just a child. I was 10. I was living my best life. You <laughs> <laughs> your whole best life. Right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but and and been here and and in other places since. But lived here in California most of my adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, lived here for ten years when I first came, and then came back in '97. So, what is that? I don't know. It's math. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while. Do math. I only got ten fingers. <laughs> Sound like Grace. Ugh, not on the weekend. Uncle David, leave me alone. No math. Weekends. That's like so good. That. So okay, that's amazing. I love everything about that. So tell us, David. You know, let us know. Warmed us up with what you're doing. You know, your bio, the credentials. But really, talk to us a little bit about what you're doing in the world now. Hmm. Well, I'm a sculptor, and I remember the moment that I realized that this was the work for me. I went back to school when I was still in broadcasting to get my MFA, and uh, I took a weekend course with a master sculptor. Three days, that's it, because a friend invited me. It was in Sacramento. She didn't want to drive by herself. She was like, will you come? I'm like, sure, why not? I'm not doing anything. haven't messed with clay since I was a little girl. Sure, it'll be fun. (laughs) By that Sunday, I drove all the way back to Sacramento to tell this man, this this master sculptor, listen, I cannot stay. I have no more room in my head for any more information. I just have to go do this. And I've been doing it ever since. But I knew that it was for me when I was working on a piece that I now call Phoenix because... um, so when you work in clay, you have to cover it up every night. You spray it with water. You cover it with a damp cloth and cover it with a plastic bag. Well, I put too much water on something, either the cloth or the sculpture. And I came out the next day, and she had totally collapsed on herself. Like, whoo! I didn't get upset. I didn't cry, which I would have if it were a painting that got ruined. I was like, ah! <laughs> um, And... I fixed her, and I knew in that moment that that was the work for me to do, because it wasn't a problem. Mm. And she turned out better than I think she would have been. Um, 
And I've just been doing it ever since. I love it. I love when I open a bag of clay and I smell the clay. It has that earthy, patchouli strength, you know? It's where we all come from, right? Yes. And, uh, and so I'm a sculptor. And, and, I, and I realized early on that, that it had to be about something. It had to be, it couldn't just be about sculptures. Like, I'm gonna create this beauty and put it out in the world. No, it has to be out in the world for a reason. Mm -hmm. Beauty is, look, beauty is beautiful. How's that for profound? (laughs) 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 But it it needed to be about something. And and as, as, as someone who deeply wants to honor my ancestors mm-hmm. um, I needed to I needed that work to to, to honor them mm-hmm. um, and so that's why I create black bodies in bronze I love that <clears throat> there are there are yes. three guiding principles of our app black Foods. seven principles of mindfulness uh, the African-centered values of uh, Nguzo Saba which we celebrate in America as Kwanzaa mm-hmm and Ma'at, an Egyptian symbol. As you talked about your journey into, into sculpting, one of the principles that came to mind was a beginner's mind. Mm. It's no. to approach routine things with a fresh view and the patience is another uh, principle to let things happen in, in their own time. Mm. And your, your rationale for the, the black bodies in bronze adheres to purpose or Nia mm-hmm. uh, of Nguzo Saba which means to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to what? Their traditional greatness. That's right. That sounds like exactly that's right. an element of what you're doing and what you're sure. offering with well, black bodies and bronze. Well, that's beautiful. That's a, a, an incredible analysis. And then, yeah, I mean, um, I didn't know how to do this and I, I, I just did it, right? Mm. Um, and every sculpture I create is better than the one before. Mm. Not that I stress about that. I mean, it just is what it is, you know? Mm. Um, it, I'm a work in progress. It is a work in progress. Amen. Real quick, and we are here in Oakland, and we know <clears throat> what happened uh, a month or so ago. Yes. Can you just take a moment just to share? Because I, there ain't no way we're going to talk about purpose and not talk about this Your came, latest this installation. Came, yes. So please, uh, I would love yes. for you to share a bit about that. Whew. So, what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what happened a month ago? <laughs> like it could be anything. I, I, I didn't want to say. I want you to be able to, to lay it all yes. out and where oh. the story tell. I don't want to tell yes. the people ahead of time what it is. Yes. But there was a king who was yes. recently celebrated. That's right. On October 24th, uh-huh. on a stormy. Windblown, really nasty day, which was meant to be. That's right. uh, Because we are the storm. That's right. Um, Dr. Huey P. Newton's sculpture went up in West Oakland in a place that he revered and on behalf of the people that he loved. Huey loved us, he loved black folks. Um, two blocks from where he was murdered is a sculpture on Mandela Parkway at Dr. Huey P. Newton Way, yes. Yes. which used to be 9th Street. That's right. 
that the Dr. Huey P. Newton Foundation commissioned me to create. Mm. And that foundation is run by his widow, Frederica Newton. And she is, she is a divine representative of just grace and, and power and persistence. And she came to me wanting to honor Huey at the site where he was murdered mm. because there, there's nothing. And she wanted a plaque. And so the plaque would have been on the ground. And we talked about that. People are going to walk on it. Dogs are going to poop on it, you know. Right. Right. And, uh, and so I created a, a plaque that was standing, kind of like a sandwich board. Just think of a sandwich right, board. Right, right, okay. And uh, I really, I love the idea. So did Frederica. And then I got a price for it. And I said to Frederica one night, you know, for the cost of doing that, I could create a, a bust of Huey. And she was like, done. <laughs> Do it. Yes. Yes. I know it when I hear it. Yes. And that's, that, it. That's, when it, that's when it all started. And, um, and I needed Frederica to be part of this bust in a way um, that no one else could be because she loved him she loves him mm -hmm. she misses him mm -hmm. um and so she helped guide my hands by putting her hands mm -hmm. on the clay and say and telling me things like no his jawline was not as um hard like that or or his lips were a little more full or his nose wasn't that wide or whatever and um and we would talk and we would laugh and tell stories she would tell me stories and we would cry, and um, and I'm just so grateful. I feel like two things happened. I mean, that we brought Huey back home mm. in bronze where he will tell the story of his life and of the, the building of the Panthers. And, and I now have a great friend mm. that I feel like <clears throat> Huey was responsible for. Um, because really, when you're 61 and she's a little older than me, like, you ain't got time to make new friends. <laughs> you just, you know, Real like, rap. I'm good. Real rap. I'm good. I'm good. You're nice and all, but I'm good. <laughs> but um, now we... <laughs> Authenticity, y'all. For real. And realness. Okay, man. For real. On. But now I have a new great friend, mm -hmm. and I'm so grateful. But, um... So Huey is back home, mm -hmm. and it's the beginning of a journey for the for the telling of the truth of the Black Panther Party. That's right. That's right. As a black man, it poof, it does my heart some good to see Dr. Huey P. Newton's likeness yeah. physically 3D somewhere that I can go to and look at. Because as I also consider myself to be a social disruptor. Mm-hmm. And you talked about the whole Obama thing, bring, mm -hmm. you know, bring his head down. I can look at that bust and be reminded of what's possible for me. That's right. And I know that there are other, Oakland is full of social disruptors. Yeah. <laughs> right. And if you're not in Oakland and you're a social disruptor, if you're not in Oakland, period, come out here and take a look. That's right. Not even take a look. Experience. That's right. 
this 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 scope in bronze because it is it is beyond empowering. Mm. And I think that's part of the legacy of the Black Panther Party was to empower our people. That's right. And that that bust is doing that. For Thank me, you. I can speak of, I can speak from I can speak for myself. Sure. Um, and I'm sure in the community that it's in, mm. seeds are being seeds are being dropped. Yeah, yeah, Thank you. One hundred percent. No, so thank you for do for, for for saying yes to that that divine opportunity. People yeah. are loving on Huey. Yeah. They're loving on him, and he's and he's placed on a boulder. So this is a funny story. So so initially he was going to be created and put on a plinth, a, a basic a base, right? right? Marble, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Frederick and I are over in the on Mandela at. Dr. Huey P. Newton Way, and we're looking around, we're like, well, where should he be placed? Where should he go? And we're like, well, if that boulder wasn't there, then maybe we could hold up! <laughs> That's exactly! <laughs> and seriously, and we both looked at each other like, uh, no! Stop! Yes. The setup is always there. It's, it yes. was there waiting. <laughs> it was just a boulder. It was just a boulder. A beautiful piece of granite. That was calling out for Dr. Huey P. Newton to, to rest on. Mm-hmm. And um, and it just, it just it, you know, when things are righteous and when they're divinely inspired, they just happen. Mm. They happen the way they're supposed to happen. City tried to get in the way. No, we need you to have a building permit. No, we need you to have this permit and that permit. We're like a building permit. He weighs less than 100 pounds. <laughs> Uh, uh, you still need a building permit. You need to notice the neighborhood and people need to be able to comment on it at a hearing. And I'm like... (laughs) The camera got it. Okay, the camera got it. Because, and this is where Frederica and I are different. Frederica was like, she's graceful and gracious. And she sat through those meetings and I sat in one meeting and she realized maybe Dana probably, you know, doesn't need to be here. Because in one meeting, I'll tell you the truth. Love and fire. So Mandela Parkway has been there for years, right? So now the planning department wants to maybe bring in the transportation department because maybe now the traffic people, there's going to be more pedestrian traffic there. And so we should probably put in a, a walkway, maybe with a, you know, blinking light walk, walk, crosswalk. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> Flag on the plate. Okay, couple of things. We are on a timeline here. You bring in the Department of Transportation, and it is just going to, it's just not going to happen on October 24th like it's supposed to happen. And number two, and most importantly, Mandela Parkway's been there for a while. People have been crossing at that ninth, what used to be Ninth Street for a long time. You've had plenty of time to put in a crosswalk if you really felt it was necessary. It costs money, and uh, we're not paying for that. You want to put it in, that's fine, but the foundation's not paying for a crosswalk that should have been there right. to begin with. So, and and I look at Frederica, she's like, <laughs> I feel like and and they're like, well, you got you got a good point there. I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah, I do. You're not going to ride this on the back of the foundation. Exactly. exactly. Next, you're going to want a storm drain, and then you're going to want to, you know, I mean, it's endless. No. 
No. That's right. That's right. No. Love and fire, y'all. Yes, That's exactly. Put a stop to that nonsense. Put a whole stop to that nonsense. Yeah. Whole stop to that nonsense. for the record, that energy sounds very familiar, I think, on both sides of the table. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, I know. On she's both somebody's sides. mama. Right. I like, snatched that up. Like, no, it's not going down like but that. But wait, when you're a grandma, you get to like, it's really like double. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So bring it. But it's like, please don't be stupid. Please don't be stupid. We are already complying with some basic stupidness. Um, and and that's about as far as we're going to go. Well, look, I'm sure it took some that. mindfulness to, to like to even offer that level of, that's right. of, of you know, I, of a collaborative I spirit. tried to be, you know, I tried to be tactful because the untactful Dana had some other words to add into that <laughs> that she didn't. But so Amen. anyway, so that was Amen. my last meeting. Amen. <laughs> So, so we talked about that. Mean. When we talked about that point, that st- the, the point between Come stimulus, on, between stimulus and response, and response. Mm. all that choice space. That's in right. The middle. It's all the goo. Space in the middle. That's where the opportunity yes, for mindfulness that's where the is. Opportunity yeah, is. yeah, sure, and sure. you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to blow up anything Frederica was working on, you know. Right. But I needed to like just say no. Yes. Really, that's that's just. Two steps beyond reasonable. Right. Come on. Right. Quit playing. Yeah. That's really what the thing is. Quit playing. Yeah, yeah. So, Dana, let's talk about mindfulness in general and what mindfulness means mm. for you. Mm. Um, and kind of what stresses you out <laughs> so that you have to engage in mindfulness. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> Technocracy. <laughs> I will cuss at my computer in a heartbeat. Hilarious. Slam it closed like Okay, I'm turning you off and I'm going to turn you back on and you better work. Yeah, that, you know, I'm trying to get better at that because it's an inanimate <laughs> object that really has no intention to harm me. It just feels like that sometimes. But, um, no, mindfulness is really important. Being present. Um, I work on it every day. Every day. Every day. Um, you know, I worked in a, in a profession that required you know, I lived on a deadline, and I love that. I love that adrenaline. I love to be in <laughs> in dangerous spaces, actually. Um, I know. I get it. No. Cuckoo! I'm Dana. I am Y'all are so here. aligned. Here. I was like, like woo! <laughs> and thriving that zone, Just too. Get it. Right? get it. Send get me it. to <laughs> Afghanistan <laughs> again. It requires more money. Get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. And um, So I work on it. I, I work on not saying the things that I'm thinking. Uh, sometimes I fail miserably at that. I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> to the point where people around me are like, who are you talking to? Me, I'm talking to me. Stop, stop ear hustling me. All right, for the ear hustle. Right? I'm just talking to me. <laughs> Cuckoo. So, um, so I meditate. Mm-hmm. I meditate. I, um, I've really thought about like, uh, what is that? Bio, um, I don't know what it's called, but um, <laughs> biofeedback. Where like putting a oh. rubber band on my wrist, like don't say it, don't say it, <laughs> don't say it. Um, and uh, I, I do believe I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be some people that disagree with that. I don't know. Um, but I, it, it's really important for me to, to, 
to show patience mm -hmm. um, to the people that I love most. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it just is a matter of, of really staying focused. Sure and and um, and not, you know, when like you're having a bad day and you just want to stop for a minute, shed a couple tears, stomp your feet, maybe yell. Yeah, I still have those moments. Um, I think it's important to get in the car and drive somewhere and just yell. I think you know. Um, that release of energy is mm -hmm. good for me. I haven't done it in a long time. I got fired from a job once. And um, <laughs> this is my best example. It, it also involved alcohol, and I don't drink anymore. But um, not that I had. Never mind. It, it, um, <laughs> there are so many you stories. Call, you call, you call. There are so many stories right there. And I was like, damn it, we don't have that time. <laughs> Episode yeah. one, two, and three. Y'all should know. Y'all should know. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I bought a bottle of tequila. I sent my family away and said, I just need I need some space. I put on every song I knew the words to. I turned it up really loud. I drank my tequila, and I sang at the top of my lungs. I was good the next day. I was Amen. good. Amen. So it's just, it's, it's, a, it's finding a release that is safe and... Um, safe for yourself and others, you know, um, and 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 just and sitting with sitting with difficulty mm -hmm. and accepting it and and um, and letting it move through you. Amen. You know, and and I did that for you know I told people bad news for twenty five years, and I and I needed that to move through me, and I I've taken that same kind of um work and and use it to to allow things that are not good in my life to m just move through me um, and and meditation helps a lot and and just being quiet helps a lot just stopping these lips from flapping whether I'm talking to myself or someone else and just <laughs> and listen and and listening for what God has for me. Seven principles of mindfulness. You've touched on <clears throat> patience, which is one of the seven principles of mindfulness. You've touched on acceptance, which is one of the seven principles of mindfulness. Letting go, mm. non striving, non judging. Mm -hmm. You literally just hit on <laughs> all just the principles of mindfulness in, right, in your approach and your take and, and yeah. what you practice mm -hmm. and how you practice uh, mindfulness. That's yes. awesome. This is so good. So here's what's going to happen right now. Okay. So because I'm like, we need to have an episode two. We do. Oh, talk oh. about that. Yeah. Are, we, are, we, are, we, are we done? Is our time up? Two. But before we wrap up, we are close to our time. And okay. We are close to our time. But I want to talk about um, I want to talk about music. You talked about putting on mm -hmm. your, every song you need the words to. And we really talk a lot about the fact that music Black people use music in a way that oh. a lot of people don't use music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we use music That's to right. get into our bodies, to <laughs> right. ground us, to, mm -hmm. to stop from fighting people. Release, like right. open hand smack. Right. <laughs> That's right. Keep that from happening. So what's what, what's on your playlist? Like what's, a, what's oh. on your get down, get down? What's yeah. on your get down, get down? Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, I don't, <laughs> I am that person who will play a song over and over Come and on. over. Yes. 
And um, I got an old school playlist with Aretha oh. and Marvin oh, and yes. the yes. Commodores oh. and yes. the Isley Brothers. Yes. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's Come on. All, all the things. All the, yeah. all the people. All the things. What? And, and all that I can sing off key, out loud, dancing in my kitchen. Um, I do like, I love, okay, so I love R&B, but I mean, I love the blues. Mm. I, I love the blues. And honestly, okay, so when I was younger, I knew all the words to every song and I knew all the, uh, the artists. And I knew who played the violin and who was on the horn. I mean, I don't know that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a playlist, and I play the blues, and um, and I can play some Mississippi blues. Hey. I can play some um, some of the the I guess it's Southern rock blues. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I do like a guitar. Um, yeah, so like a guitar too. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yes. and uh, so I do love the blues, and. Um, else on my playlist i try to branch out and play some funky music and that don't last very long sometimes <laughs> i'm like what in what is this um i i love familiarity uh -huh. i yes. i yes. i need to go back into the music of my youth um the music that moved me mm -hmm. um but i but the blues it's, I don't even know why I love it so much. Mm. It's because it's so, it's just so, it's like, it's like a bag of clay to me. It's like mm. I open it up and it smells good and it grounds me and it, it just centers me. And, and it, and I don't find it sad. It's real life. Mm -hmm. And um, if you haven't, if you haven't hit the bottom, if you haven't lost someone you loved, if you haven't messed up big time and created heartache for others, there's something wrong with you, mm. right? Um, You're not living a full life. That's right. A full life, for real. So the come blues, on. blues, right. they, they, they are that mirror for me, and I, I just, I love it. I love gospel. Um, I used to sing. I used to could sing. <laughs> Oh, it's in there. <laughs> no, it's gone. It's, it's gone. It's like ragu, it's in there. I hear myself, I'm like, what? <laughs> that was way off key. Um, no, well, it's a... you hearing off key is a thing. Oh, <laughs> it's off that. key. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a muscle. If you don't mm -hmm. exercise it, it mm -hmm. goes away. But I appreciate the quality of, of strong voices. And um, so I listen to error thing mm -hmm. i i even like me some country come on i do because i just i appreciate the stories mm -hmm. in country music mm -hmm. um you know here's a quarter call somebody that cares right <laughs> wit <laughs> right because yes. that's, that's really real yeah, yeah. Real ain't nobody care you got a problem so yeah um anything Really, if, I mean, I'm trying to think anything 
Additional episodes. Y'all. We need to just come get <laughs> just just bask in oh, maybe, the storytelling that is Danny King. If you're willing to be a regular attendee on my episode, that would you know that, a, a regular guest that would be amazing. That would be come amazing. On, the people would really appreciate it. We would appreciate you're it. You're yeah. very kind. You're very so kind. Good. That's so good. But look, y'all, we absolutely unapologetically love ourselves. Yes. We absolutely unapologetically love y'all and we absolutely unapologetically love being black that's right yes this has been mindfulness (laughs) for the culture hey let's go (laughs)